Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Humanity was really one big fat experiment. Yeah, I feel this is going to be a really meta episode. So you basically, <laughs> I'm just going to ask, I'm just going to Go pretend <laughs> almost that like this is a story and I'm just going to ask loads of questions, right? Yes, I, it is a story. So we'll just run with that idea that this is just a story, one of many that gets shared in spiritual circles. Yeah. But a story that like many stories are really the full purpose of stories was really just to illuminate a single point. Okay. Right? To get people to sort of consider maybe something that they hadn't considered or just to introduce a new lens to something. Okay. I'm open to the story because we talk about... Why not? Um, why not? <laughs> in just, in terms then what of... is free will? What is... Free... Just a recap for those who didn't listen to the final episode of season one. What is free will? The root of free will is effectively choice, right? The I can do what I want, whenever I want, however I want, and with whomever I want. But we don't have that choice in this world. Sorry. Don't we, though? I mean... I'm not talking about the laws that govern our behaviors. Even societal. Okay, fine. But technically, we could do those things if we really wanted exactly. to. Exactly. I have the ability. I have the capacity, too. Why don't you recap our free will conversation from season... Was it season one that we talked about Season that? one, yeah. Crazy. So... It was a long time when ago. We, when we spoke about free will, we said that in... 3D, there was free will, but in 5D, there wasn't. <laughs> that was your takeaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to think that there was like more information in that. <laughs> because free will separated us from ourselves. Part of our divine power is effectively understanding that we have the power to create and we have the power to destroy. In our very human story, though, that power we were taught was something to fear, that in that capacity to create and destroy, we could destroy ourselves and others, and that would be a very bad thing. In our very human capacity to be creative, we could philosophize and create these concepts in order to moderate our behavior, like religion. And we can make 3D very survivable by figuring out all these rules in order to make our human existence possible, right? Without completely destroying ourselves. So there comes the Garden of Eden story. There's a lot you could talk about in that whole story. Like you had the divine masculine, the divine feminine, you had the fall, you had the tree of knowledge. Like there was a lot, there's a lot going on, a lot of metaphors in there. Now for the sake of today's episode, we're just going to focus on the choice, the free will, the knowledge that came from eating the apple, <laughs> which is just such a funny thing when you think about it. But it was really the story that showed how flawed we were as humans, right? How easily we could succumb to temptation. How easily we could succumb to manipulation. And because we were really flawed, because we had this capacity to make poor choices and ultimately destroy ourselves, we need to fear it. Yeah. Yeah, we need to fear ourselves. And we need to fear what we're capable of. And there begins our limitation of our power. And if somebody else is doing that, we tend, and our own human response is to kick back, right? When someone's overpowering us, we're not so easily overwhelmed in the beginning. Our nature would be to fight back. Yeah. But if you believe that you are incapable, if you believe that you are stupid, 
If you believe that you don't have any power, how easy is it to control you? Very. In order to come back into our greater, higher consciousness, into understanding just how divine we are, and in order to be able to embrace what I call our divine power, and you just say our power, yeah. is to understand that our free will actually did not make us weak, it made us strong. Our capacity to know and to do what we believed was good or bad for us, right? To be yeah. able to act on our own behalf and are at our own behest was certainly part and parcel of our power and is not something to fear. When we talk about people feeling scared about stuff is what if I make the wrong choice? Yeah. And in this story, that's very much what appeared to have happened. Mm -hmm. She made the wrong choice. She was ostracized. She was rejected. Mm -hmm. She then had to spend the rest of her life making up for the fact, and all of us have to spend all our lives making up for the fact that there was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yep. And living in so, shame. By the way, shame was a big, big byproduct of that whole story too. Yeah. There is an ultimate fear here that I could make a wrong choice, mm -hmm. which then keeps us out of our power. Yeah. Because in order to be in our power, we have to be fearless. And that right. is why the past two years, especially, all of our fears have been in our faces. So we can deal with them, so we can come into a state of fearlessness. Why do we have to be fearless in order to be in we our power? We won't get anything done if we stay in our fear. I mean, you've seen it firsthand. What does fear do to you, Rhea? When you are allowing fear to dictate your choices and your decisions, what do you do? Fear, as we've seen in many ways, from sort of personal to the global, when we allow fear to rule our interactions, we end up effectively destroying ourselves. So for example, uh, if you're, let's say, you're scared to be rejected, Mm -hmm. So you're having a conversation with someone, you're not necessarily seeing the truth no, not um, at all. of Fear. the conversation, you're looking for ways in which you're not being rejected. And so actually you end up rejecting yourself mm -hmm. and you end up putting yourself in a position where you're basically like, I'll do anything to not be rejected. Therefore, you're not in your power because you're not actually making a choice. No. At the moment, it feels that like a lot of people are living in a way to kind of mitigate their fears, which means they're not truly free. So I do kind of understand Fear that. Fear keeps us trapped. Fear keeps yeah. us trapped in separation. Fear keeps us from ever evolving because it keeps feeding on itself. So fear expands, right? Yeah until our all lives become consumed by it. When you put love into an interaction, into a situation, into any kind of scenario, positive things result. Or at least it gives space for other results. And when we are in a state of fear, like when we are holding fears and traumas and karma and our bullshit, we are going to naturally project that onto anybody we come across. Yeah. yeah? And when we do that from a personal level to a global level, right, because everything is relational, where's the healing? Where are we ever going to come? Because our fears will always dictate how we see and interpret people's actions and words. Yeah. What we're going to be lo looking for is evidence that it's going to happen. Our fears will yeah. come true yeah. because yeah. we so much don't want to make a mistake that we're waiting to find out that we have. So anytime fear exists in any kind of relationship, no matter what it is, no party is ever going to be in their full power. And so no, when one, you ask, well, no one can feel like themselves, that they can own themselves. Exactly. So when you ask, like, why, why do we need to be fearless? Because our consciousness now dictates that we can live 
without it. We don't need it in order to dictate our actions because we don't need to exist in a state of separation. Why when we move from separation is mm -hmm. there no more such thing as a mistake? Because we stop labeling, first of all. In oneness consciousness, everything just is. All right, separation and polarity love labels because everything has to exist within that polarity spectrum. So it's either black or white, good or bad, and falls mm. within those, right? Mm. Now, in oneness, there are no such things as mistakes. Everything is just a progression as humans. And part of this quote-unquote divine design is that we're allowed these errors in judgment. We are allowed these mistakes. How because how else would we learn anything? How else would we learn? And that is part of this human experience. If we wanted something else, we would, have, we, we would have and we could have designed it differently. But we haven't, at least not yet. So we're still out here, you know, fucking it up. And that's actually kind of fun. Also, because I think, like, the more I think about it, all the things I'd call mistakes were never mistakes, actually. No. Aren't they just learning lessons? Aren't they just building blocks? Well, no, not even just that. It's that sometimes they were the absolute right thing to do. At the time, I thought they were a mistake because the immediate result was maybe mm. painful or difficult. But looking back, it fit perfectly. Separation tells us that certain things have to look a certain way, otherwise they are failures. So a marriage has to last till you die. A job looks like this. It gives you this much money. You buy this car. You know, there's separation has given us all the rules, not just good and bad it's it's given us all the societal rules this is what you do to fit in and this is what you do when you're an outlier and if you're an outlier you have to be an extra big outlier right <laughs> there's no real space for people to just create relationships jobs and lifestyles that suit them mm -hmm. and so anything that deviates from the standard old-ish fashioned might I say choices mm -hmm. are deemed failures maybe monogamy isn't for everyone maybe relationship isn't for everyone but we, maybe but a lot of people if I may won't know until they've really dealt with their shit some of it is also born out of a certain amount of trauma so a lot of people are out there making choices but they're not choices that are true to themselves. They're not choices that are necessarily in line with their purpose. They actually run counter generally because mm. they're unable to deal with their shit. But Liz, aren't we 2020, 2021 at a place now that we will all eventually deal with our shit or die? For the most part, yes, but not really, not yet. People are still hiding. And that's why we also talk about fearlessness. Because when you can really live fearlessly, and I don't mean with such reckless abandon that you could just give a shit, but genuinely fearless because you do not hold fear around your Because you're not scared of, your of what will happen next. And for me, I guess, to define fearlessness mm -hmm. is to listen to your gut, whatever it's telling you, mm -hmm. and follow it and not be scared of the consequences. Right. Because you have to listen to yourself. Yeah. And the more you do that, the more you can really discern. All right, when I was in a situation somewhat similar, that didn't really work out. Maybe that, or, or I know exactly how to deal with this particular, I know what to say now because yeah. I've seen this before. Because life yeah. will, if we do lean into it and wake up and do this consciously, life will present us opportunities to do things differently. Yeah. And that's what we call growth. But we can't get there if we haven't dealt with our fears. And our choices will never be 
very clear to us as real life choices if we are operating from a place of fear. If we're living in our fears, we can't make choices because we're too scared those choices will be mistakes. Exactly. Because when you're firmly in your power and able to make decisions, clear ones that are in line with your desires and who you are, you don't need someone else's power. You don't need to feed off of someone else. You don't need to rob someone else of theirs. You don't want to. No. You really don't. Because it's really when we're not in our powers when we start to sabotage ourselves, right? Our perceptions can make us think we're great or our perceptions can make, th- make us think we're nothing. And, and, in the, and in the process, project out so that we think that it's, that it, so that it gets projected back to us. Yeah, because also if you act, if you think, basically, very simple, the very simple one, if you're scared of being rejected, you're going to become more needy. And as a result, you're more likely to be rejected. Or that fear that you're going to be rejected is so yeah. strong that it's getting projected out, even though you think you're playing it cool on the surface, right? Like, yeah. I'm so nonchalant here. Nobody's yeah, yeah. more nonchalant than I. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, it's all good. I know, like, yeah. I'm good. I know exactly how to respond, not respond. I'm good. But yeah. deep down, I mean, you are just, you're... Your body, your energy is screaming neediness, right? Like, yeah, yeah, why haven't yeah, you texted? Yeah. Why haven't you called? Yeah, why are we yeah, not yeah, seeing yeah. each other? What's going Yeah. And so then when that rapport becomes tense and you think, but I didn't do anything. I've played it cool this whole time. And that person's like, I don't have time for this. And you're like, what time? I haven't asked you for time. Right? Yeah. Because our energy is also the fear. All that shit is what's getting projected out. So if we're talking about we always have choices right. and all this kind of stuff. And how we've had free will forever. Apparently. And how we've had free will forever, apparently. Because you were saying, because when I said she was scared of making a mistake, and you said, but did she? Hmm. Right? Was it her biting the apple? Was it Eve biting the apple that gave her the free will? Or was it the free will that allowed her to bite the apple? Yeah, it was the choice. Technically, we still have all this conversation we've had today about being fearless and making choices and not being scared of a mistake. Mm-hmm. Does that not mean we still have free will? But cause, And the reason why I ask that is because I'm confused because I feel like you've said many times that free will's been over since 2016. I don't understand. I know, I know. I, it's, it's a bit of a nutty statement, but it's true. Insofar as everything I've said is true, (laughs) let's just throw that out there. But in spiritual terms, it's true. We, We don't have free will as we once did, as we might understand it now. We still have choice, and that choice still exists within a very large boundary, as in one that we can't necessarily perceive. So it's not that our choices have suddenly become narrowed by saying that we don't have free will. But what free will effectively had done and allowed us and why it allowed us to exist within 3D is because free will supports separation. Because free will says I can exist without the divine. It says I can exist without being in my full power. It says to us that I don't need to be in my full power in order to have this human existence. Because the divine or our full power can only happen when we are in wholeness. If we are in our wholeness, we can't be in separation. It means that we are in 5D oneness, right? So if we are in 5D oneness, free will by definition cannot exist. Well, I guess it's one of those really like, so for example, if technically free will is I can do anything ever 
mm-hmm. at any point, yeah. right? But actually, when we played it out in this world, it was, I can do anything ever at any point within these very, very narrow confines of yes. I will be good or I will be bad. Yes. But once you step into your power and you realize that you can follow your instincts, you can follow your knowing, you can trust yourself, you can create the world you want to live in, mm-hmm. one choice stops being an option, hmm. which is... I'm not going to believe that again. Mm. Yep. So once you believe that and you choose to really believe that, that's a choice that you've made that you can't undo. Does Um, that make sense? Yes. And it makes perfect sense. Except it's not quite the, I'm going to choose to believe this. I realize I've always known this. Yeah. Is what the 5D, I mean, would be that way of, I think. Fine. To really Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. That means that on one level... My choice, there is one choice that's been taken away from me. The choice to pretend or the choice to deny that I can be in my full power and create the world I want to live in. Mm -hmm. However, as a result of making that choice and maybe removing that free will, right, of choosing to say no to my Mm -hmm. power, what it gives me instead is a fuck ton of other choices, Mm -hmm which never were available to me before. Exactly. Things like saying, yeah, this relationship looks a bit weird, but I'm going to go for it. Or, Mm -hmm. yeah, this job is nothing that anyone's ever heard of before, but it feels kind of right to me. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, you know what? I don't need to get married to be with this person. Or I don't need to have kids. Or Mm -hmm. I don't need to have the nice car. Whatever it is. All of a sudden... Even though when you say there's no more free will, that can feel very constricting. No. Actually, the, <laughs> right. only choice, the only choice that has been almost taken away is a choice to separate ourselves from ourselves. It's a choice to not be in our own integrity. Mm-hmm. The choice to not be authentic in our interactions with other people. The choice to not judge. The choice to not shame. The choice to not allow our actions to be dictated from fear and to choose for them to be dictated from a larger love. Yeah. And that allows us to have peaceful and more blissful lives. So yes, once we've made that choice, as it were, to remember that or to choose that or to believe that or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. You could say allow it even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, yes, once you know that and you've experienced the joy in that, you're not going to want to choose differently, right? Mm-hmm. So in some ways, our choices do get narrowed. But in another way, our choices become far more plentiful because all of a sudden the rules don't apply because we right. are fearless. Yeah. And when we really are in integrity, our purpose is just right there around the corner. And when we're in our purpose and we're living that, we are in our greatest joy. And our purpose for each person is different and it's always going to be unique and it's always going to look different from the next person. So we are still free to experiment. We are still free to exercise all the choices that express our greatest power, Mm -hmm. you know, which is just, I need to do this regardless of what happens because this is what brings me peace. This is how I exercise love for me, whatever that looks like. Yes. And any fears that crop up along the way that stop me or make me hesitate or make me rethink, wait, should I not be doing it this way? Or should I think about it differently? Or should I try and mitigate? Because maybe this choice is a mistake. 
are fears that need to be burned through because they're holding me back from being able to go, whatever happens next. I was at peace when I made this choice. I am in my power because I'm listening to who the fuck I am, the clear decision I've got to make next. And whatever that is, Mm -hmm. I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. And yours is the only voice that you need to listen to. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.